Hello, hello again, and welcome back to the podcast. If you clicked on the first episode, we just gave a quick intro into why I made this podcast, a little background information on me. And in this podcast, we're going to just discuss a lot about the first symptoms I experienced, how I knew that I was sick. So diving right on in, you you really wouldn't think of it, but the very first symptoms I experienced, I they started back in my childhood. Everything was a progression. I didn't just wake up sick one day like you would with the flu. The very first symptoms I wrote off as just quirky things about Tori. They were seemingly normal. And each progression was my body trying to warn me of danger. I just didn't want to listen. So like I said, the first symptoms were back when I was young in high school. I, like I said, seemingly simple. I had brittle hair and nails, extremely dry skin, cold hands and feet, really intense salt and sugar cravings, teeth grinding that was extreme, and terrible nightmares, almost nightly. Another big indicator was I lost my eyebrow hair. That seems like it could have been obvious, but for me, I just always saw it, like I said, as a progression. It was like my eyebrows got thinner and thinner over time until eventually I just barely even had eyebrows at all. But the biggest thing, the biggest indicator early on in my life was my menstrual cycle. My period was a major red flag. I had an extremely heavy flow and I would bleed for more than seven days. It was usually closer to around 13, 12 to 13 days. I would use a super tampon every hour, all 13 of those days. It was a very heavy bleed for a very long time. And then on top of that, I had a lot of pain. The pain was so bad that I would miss a lot of school for it, and I learned to cope way too much with ibuprofen. So I don't know if you're familiar, but with ibuprofen medications like this, um, you have to be careful. You can risk uh, injuring your kidneys, your liver, your organs. So yeah, then I moved into my college years. These things, like I said, they progressed. Uh, This was definitely what I call my sad Tory time. I generally had a very major depression. I had gone to BYU which was the Lord's school. Um, This is where the indoctrination started to really feel like it was pressing in on me. Hence the extreme depression. I would have depressive episodes, you know, those big crocodile tears. I would have phone calls with my mom just crying for hours about how miserable I was, and I just didn't know why. Panic attacks became regular for me. At the time, I didn't recognize what they were. Looking back, I can now name it. It was a panic attack. I just generally wasn't acting myself. Uh, The trauma from the religion took a large impact on who I was and how I identified my being, who I, myself. This is the second time that I had to do Accutane. I forgot to mention, but in my high school years was my first round of Accutane because I had major acne back then. It had cleared up with that first round, but once I came into my college years, you know, a couple years after my first round, I had to do a second because the acne returned, which if you're familiar, Accutane is supposed to be like 
the end all, this is going to get rid of your acne. That just shows you how persistent the acne was. I definitely started emotional binge eating um, at this time in college. I was isolated from a lot of my friends and in this new, completely new place, uh, new culture, there was a lot of culture shock happening for sure. And I definitely had an identity crisis. Suddenly I had no interest in the things that I used to love. It was as if I was a new person and this person I did not like at all. Period persistence. At this point, I had a few periods so bad that I puked. The pain was too much. And I knew that I was coping with the medications, with like ibuprofen. I just didn't know what else to do. So then we move into my mission years. I went and I did go on an LDS mission and I honestly hated it. This was the time when Tori no longer existed. It was a time in life when I could no longer recognize pieces of myself at all. I got hives everywhere. I got hives so badly that it looked like claw marks down my back, just strips of hives everywhere. Anxiety rashes started, a lot more panic attacks. Um, and then also this is where it turned, my panic attacks turned into stomach aches. So I, it, it felt random. I would randomly get these stomach aches and it was just so, I guess, unbearable to be in all this pain all the time. So I did have a mission nurse and um, we did check for food allergies. We, you know, we did a lot of different things that didn't really help. It was just to try and diagnose. Um, never was given any sort of medications or anything. I was just told to, you know, take some Zyrtec or take this or that. And basically her solution to diagnose was to con it was to keep a consistent food journal. So most of my mission, I was keeping a food journal, which is really crazy. If you are familiar with Mormon missions and how they work, you don't really get to decide what you eat. You are usually reliant on the other Mormon members in that area to be feeding you, especially during like dinner time. And I had served in a Spanish speaking area. So it was consistent that I mean, those people were so giving to us, we would usually be eating lunch with them as well. So keeping a food journal was really just nonsensical solution to this because there was no way I was going to know what I was eating. Um, I was being gifted food. That, that was what I was eating. Not to mention, I did experience some bruising along my spine on my back Um at one point, we were in a much poorer area and we didn't have enough money to feed ourselves. So we didn't really get a lot of um, appointments with members to eat with them either. So I did start to lose enough weight that I began to have bruises on my back from where my spine was hitting my back um, while I slept. So then I came home from my mission um, dated my husband, got married. I was a newlywed. So within this time of like post-mission all the way through being a newlywed, 
this is where things really like took a turn and you you would have thought that I had noticed much earlier on but like I said that's part of the culture the religious trauma the brainwashing aspect it wasn't until about this time that I started to really see things as problems that needed a lot of help so this is when my inability to sleep and my extreme fatigue started to show up it made it extremely difficult to hold down a job and go to school, which I was doing both at the time. I only knew to speak to my OBGYN. So I went and made an appointment with her. She listened to my depressive type um, symptoms and basically said, I think it's depression. So she put me on a serotonin uptake um, kind of medicine, thinking that would help me, that I, I was maybe lacking in serotonin naturally. So that didn't work. I took it for several weeks and I actually started to feel more ill taking it. She was like, oh, well, you know, you must have been producing enough serotonin. We don't want to overproduce it. That's what's making you sick. So we went off the medication and she just didn't really know what else to help me with. She suggested that I exercise and that would help my depression. She also put me on a new ring to help with my period. It did help in some ways in that it was superficial um, it helped with the symptoms, but it definitely was not, like, helping with the hormonal imbalances. So I can see right then that a doctor was able to recognize that what was happening wasn't good, it wasn't right, but she didn't know the root cause or how to help. She just gave me a band-aid for it. So about this time, I took on the advice that she had given me for exercise. I got really into heavy lifting. I learned about macros and that was kind of my coping mechanism at the time. I, I felt like the gym was a great outlet for my mental health. So this is also the time that I started trying out therapists. And with these therapists, that was really how my medication journey began. So I visited therapists, psychiatrists, on and off many, many medications over the years. I did see several doctors as well. Uh, the doctors tested me for endometriosis, for tumors, for cancer even once. They tested my thyroid twice and on a third occasion they did an ultrasound to be sure. I definitely had a continuation of these stomach aches so while I was in my mission that was really when they started happening. They would happen for maybe a couple hours at a time. At this point in my life the stomach aches became extreme to the point that like they would not go away for days. So we did an upper endoscopy. The first time that I did this, the doctor responded that it was pretty extreme. He said that he found so many polyps. He said, I can't believe you haven't gone to the ER choking yet. And the second time that they did this endoscopy, they said that they did not find a single polyp. So you can imagine like the confusion of all these symptoms, not recognizing half of them as even being symptoms, but as they started to progress into these stages where doctors were absolutely confused, I didn't know what else to do. This is about the time I started to question my religious upbringing. Questions came up. I recognized how unhappy I was. I definitely did not relate my physical symptoms to my spiritual or my religious upbringing at that point yet. But in my mind, separately, I was questioning my religion. So then we move on. My husband and I have been married for several years. We were living in Chicago at the time. And 
my symptoms subsided enough that I was able to uh, get a job, live a pretty normal life. I was still unhappy, still depressive, but I was able to find moments of happiness. Um, I was able to find some calm in my life. And moving out of BYU, out of Utah, I think helped a lot with that. So we were in Chicago, enjoying the time there. When COVID came, we moved in with my parents. I lost my job. I was working as an esthetician in a salon. So the salons were no longer open. We just, we didn't necessarily have to. We decided it would be a good decision financially for us to stop paying, you know, big city rent for a little while when I didn't have a job and um, just get a chance to even just be with family who we missed a lot. I love my family, I love my parents, and I truly believe that they have done their absolute best to give us the happiest lives we could imagine. But it just was a moment for me to reflect on how especially religion affected the fi- the family dynamic. Child memories started to like look different in my mind. Things that used to be great memories, I was able to see from a more complex issue perspective. I definitely was able to see um, how the inability to cope was happening to more than just me inside my family. Because I couldn't really work at this time and we didn't really know what COVID was or how long it was going to last, I just used the time to really work on my mental health. I saw a lot of psychiatrists, a lot of therapists, and once again, Jim was like my safe haven. Um, It was my time away to be on my own and process some emotions. At that time, I found EMDR therapy, uh, which really started to help me see through my Mormon conditioning even more. Some symptoms came back. I A lot of those stomach aches, a lot of those um, old symptoms reappeared again. And I started getting tested for my thyroid again. Once again, they said it was all clear, everything came out normal, and then we decided, well, maybe it's more of like a psychiatry issue. I was put on many medications, including some for ADHD, multiple multiple personality disorder, and bipolarism. Bipolarism does run in my family, so that was kind of why we took that direction, figured it might be running inside of me. I started to notice small unintentional weight gain in like my midsection and a lot of bloating. Um, At the time, it felt like those were minor things. I didn't think much into them. And I also developed what I called an allergy to dairy. So I just completely cut out dairy. Towards the end of COVID, we were able to move away. We um, wanted to move into Los Angeles, pursue some dreams there. So we did. Um, And at that time, I had really sorted out a lot of my religious um, issues and decided that I wanted to not be a part of Mormonism anymore. I only didn't leave Mormonism sooner because I was living with my parents and it was out of respect for them and their beliefs. So once we did leave their home and had our own secure space, that was when we officially left. Once we left, that was like the shit hit the fan kind of moment physically for me. So like logically, I knew I was free, but at the same time, my mind became like a prison. I was exhausted like I had never been before. 
I began to notice that my hair was thinning and eventually it started to really come out in clumps. I had intense, intensely deep muscle soreness and like aches as if you had like a really terrible flu. The stomach pains became constant again. They literally never stopped. My stomach always hurt. And I was constantly bloated to the point that it made my skin itch from the stretching of the bloating in my stomach. So I was sleeping probably, like I said, I was exhausted, sleeping 15 hours a night. And then I would wake up and take a nap during the day as well. I I told you I had this extreme constant stomach pain. It, It became to the point that like... I was literally afraid of eating because everything I ate, whether it was a blueberry or, you know, like, it, like it, it didn't matter what I ate. If I ate, my stomach was in such deep pain. I just, I would prefer to not eat. So as you can tell, this time I had come here for a job. I had had a job for several months, but I did quit my job, um, the physical ailments became too much to be able to even hold a job down. And at the same time, it, it just, it worked out at that time. I had, I had been going to therapy. I had been seeing doctors and psychiatrists. I was on several medications at once. They were testing my thyroid again. <laughs> and eventually, uh, the last doctor that I visited, she told me that she was really stumped. So we were just going to do a sleep study. And of all the things that we could have tested for, a sleep study just did not feel right to me. I understood the the logic of, well, when you're sleeping, that's when your body can heal. And if you're not sleeping correctly, like if you're not hitting a REM sleep, then maybe that's the issue. And I understood the logic, but it didn't feel right to me that the sleeping issue felt much more like a symptom. I asked her if we could do any other sort of testing prior to the sleep study. The sleep study was going to be several thousand dollars. I I can't remember what price they quoted me. I think it was something absolutely ridiculous, like $7,000 for a sleep study. Um, And I just said, hey, can we try like testing my cortisol or my adrenals, like anything else? Just can we do the tests? I will pay for them out of pocket, you know, really trying to work with her. And do you know what she did? she refused. She refused to do anything that I requested, any of the tests, and she told me that it was bad practice. I didn't know what else to do. I went home and I cried. I felt absolutely hopeless. Right after that, I suddenly gained 30 pounds in less than four weeks. I was still doing my workout the same. Everything was the same. If anything, I I wasn't able to eat nearly as much. And I gained 30 pounds in less than a month. At the time, I was even taking an ADHD medication that supposed was supposed to make me lose weight. And they were worried that I would be losing weight. And the opposite happened. I was sick of it. I was sick of the doctors. I was sick of the therapists and psychiatrists, the medications. I was sick of everything. I took myself off of all my medication, including my Nuvering. I went cold turkey. (laughs) 
Now, I don't necessarily recommend that. Um, I'm not saying that that was necessarily the right thing to do, but for me at that time, I, I felt like it was the first time that I could, uh, that I met myself in over a decade, that these medications and everything that I was testing and being put on, it felt like it was disguising, like I said, a band-aid for the sim- for symptoms, not for a root cause. And I was just disguising myself, hiding behind everything. So once I, you know, cut cold turkey, I, I took a break. I did know that I needed to continue on the journey. If, after my little bit of break, I, I did want to find out what was going on. I, I did want to help myself. So I reached out to um, a holistic nurse practitioner. I had heard that there were people um, that I found actually on on TikTok, of all places, who, women, who were experiencing similar symptoms to me. And most of them had said that they couldn't find help, they couldn't find answers answers from the medical system, so they went holistic. So that's what I did. I, I tried a holistic nurse practitioner. She was crazy expensive. <laughs> really expensive. It, it was not something I was able to keep up with at that time. But I will say, I did try a few things with her and her natural remedies did give me a couple weeks reprieve from especially the stomach aches, which were my biggest thing at that time. That started to make sense that, you know, this holistic route is really helping me. And I just decided I was going to look more for holistic doctors. So at the time, I had joined in with a hypnotherapist. I was willing to try anything at that point. And she told me about her iridologist. Um, He specifically was a holistic iridologist. And I had no clue what iridology was. Um, Basically, iridology is a way of practicing medicine that they can look through your iris, your eyes, and see what ails you. Uh, they can also see what kind of um, genetic tendencies you could have in the future. So I went and visited him. He was absolutely fantastic. He listened to everything I said and helped me to really connect the dots between like childhood symptoms and current systems uh, symptoms. So like that was the first time that I ever thought back on like these childhood things and recognized, whoa, that was the first, that was the start of all of this. Um, That was my body starting to shut down. So we connected the dots and um, he was able to actually give me a diagnosis. So I want to talk more about that diagnosis, what I did with it. Um, Please head to the next episode. Um, We can talk all about that. And then also, if you're still here listening, I truly appreciate it. This is a very personal story for me to put out there. I just truly hope that if there is somebody else experiencing stuff like this, they can have the hope that they need that it does get better. So head over, find out about that diagnosis. If you can give the podcast a like, that would be excellent. That way it's more likely to find the people that it needs to find. So head over to the next episode and I will see you there.